Miss Jai Bani, one of Jamin Children's on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. My guest today is Kevin Means, a wonderful actor. Hey, Kevin, good to see you on the show today. Hi, how, hey, how are you, my brother? How you doing, Jaya? Oh, we are doing oh, I am, I am wonderful. I'm fantastic. Trying to stay healthy doing this COVID stuff, you know. So, yeah, so, so, and, yeah, I'm so glad. Yes, so, so glad to see meet you again. Okay, so, so can you tell me a, a, little, a little bit about yourself and how you got started in, 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 in the entertainment as an actor? Uh, as an actor, I guess, started as a on a dare when I was in college. Okay. <laughs> somebody came to my dorm room and said they need somebody to play a certain specific type of character in the show. You know, this character wasn't very masculine, so a lot of guys my age weren't trying to portray an mm-hmm. effeminate character on the stage. But I was like, I'm I'm confident with my manhood. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. So I was I went to audition for the part. And um the director of the show sort of, I guess, fell in love with the way I read and my voice and all like that. Mm-hmm. And um People always tell me I had a great voice. You know what I'm saying? This guy tried to con- recruit me for the Connecticut School of Broadcasting when I was in high school. And, oh. um, <clears throat> I didn't do it, but I ended up getting a full scholarship to Howard University for their broadcasting school of journalism. Mm-hmm. My mother didn't want me to go that far, so wow. I ended up staying in Missouri. Awesome. I ended up staying in Missouri and went to Lincoln University, mm-hmm. Jefferson City, Missouri. If people are really curious about all of that, they can go on my IMDb page, type in Carrie Means, and all that lovely stuff will pop up. But mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I digress. I was I went to in audition for this play and got the got the lead role of the antagonist, the villain, wow. in the play. So ever since then, I started doing shows and in college and everything like that. The, the difference between theater and and doing a a taping or mm-hmm. a movie or TV shows, theaters live. You know, there's no director to yell cut. Mm-hmm. Go back to one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You mess up, you mess up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sure you've seen or maybe you've been a part of a few plays in your oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. um there's 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 no stopping. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if you or your co-star skips two pages, you gotta try to pull that him or her back. Yes. So y'all can, you know, get in the right spot. That's that's happened before to me, you know, <laughs> on stage. Mm-hmm. People jump lines and you try to get them back to the right spot. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it's the instant gratification that I loved about theater with the audience right there reacting, mm-hmm. laughing or crying along with you mm-hmm. in a particular scene, feeling that particular emotion. Yeah. So that really got me started in acting. I always tell people who ask me, mm-hmm. how do I get into business? What do I do? How do I start? Start with improv, improvisation. Mm-hmm. Take an improv class. Take some community theater. If you're not in school, uh, take a vocal le- vocal voice class from a vocal teacher. Mm-hmm. Teach you how to breathe from your diaphragm because a lot of stuff that you get, mm-hmm. 90% of the stuff that you get, you're not going to see the script first. Oh. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they're gonna email you or MP3 you the script. Back when I started, it wasn't no email or MP3. It was mm-hmm. a fax machine. <laughs> fax machine. You know what I'm saying? So, And uh, when I moved to Atlanta, from St. Louis, my hometown in 1993, mm-hmm. I started doing theater here again. Mm-hmm. I was going to continue my education because I started off as a commercial art major in college. Mm-hmm. And I was going to get my degree, uh, my master's in graphic illustration, graphic design. Mm-hmm. So according to my professor, he was like, I want you to call Georgia Tech when you get to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And tell them that you're interested in their graphic illustration program, graphic design mm-hmm. program. So I called Georgia Tech, like he said. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, well, um, we don't have that department up yet. So I was like, well, I guess I'll go back to the stage. Mm-hmm. And since then, I performed at the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra Chorus, the Atlanta Opera Chorus, in the bass section all, each time, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, done a lot of musical theater, theater in general, popping around here in Atlanta. That mm-hmm. was the early to mid-90s. Yeah. And um, I finally got the courage up to get a voiceover demo made. Oh, wow. It was a digital audio tape at the time. Mm-hmm. That's what they were using. You know, then you press those in the CDs. Mm-hmm. Then you mail them out, snail mail. Yeah. <clears throat> now you do everything on MP3. Yeah. And over the computer. But back then, back then in the 90s, it was, that was the way to do it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, yeah. But, um, but my demo was pretty good. And um, this girl kept coming late to the, to the shows. Oh, to really? Rehearsal for the plays that I, this play I was in. And she kept saying, I just came from an audition. For so-and-so, I just came from a gig doing such and such. I was like, I just looked over at her one day and said, who's your agent? You know what I'm saying? Getting all these gigs and auditions. So she told me, so I sent that particular agency, Rona Burns, the Burns agency, I sent her mm-hmm. uh, my CD, my, my VO demo. And uh, two weeks gone by and I hadn't heard nothing back. So I'm on the phone calling her. She's like, I was just about to call you, Carrie Means. I was just coming to my office for an audition. I was like, okay. Come to find out, she was the first agent I had mm-hmm. here in Atlanta, official agent. All the other ones were like fly by night, you know, mm-hmm. pay us thousands of amounts of dollars and we'll show you how to act, yeah. which is mostly BS. So, <laughs> a word of advice out there, kitties, if you're trying to get into this business, try not to pay anybody up front. Oh, yeah. Because they're just really not going to teach you anything. You can't learn on your own. Just do the, do the community theater thing. Mm-hmm. Do your research on YouTube, how-to videos, take a webinar here or there. Steve mm-hmm. Bloom has a nice webinar he puts on, um, et cetera, et cetera. Just try your best not to pay anybody up front yeah. to teach, teach, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. you how to mm-hmm. do this VO thing because nine times out of ten is BS. Oh, yeah. Get you for your money and they won't teach you hardly anything. All right. I'm not going to say no names. <laughs> y'all know who y'all are out there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, what was I saying? What was the question? Was there a question? Oh, how did I get started? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I got with this first agent, mm-hmm. Rona Burns. She's still semi-retired, but she's still sort of my agent. Mm-hmm. I'm also with the People Store here in Atlanta. I'm in SAG after now, so I don't do the small independent stuff anymore. But if you mm-hmm. know SAG rules, you can hire me. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. But anyway, um, so Rona had an in with Cartoon Network, apparently, mm-hmm. because I started doing what is known as bumps mm-hmm. for Cartoon Network um, down there on William Street. Uh, coming up next, Pokemon. Coming up next, Samurai Jack. I was the original announcer for the first run of Samurai Jack mm-hmm. animated series. So I was like, on the next Samurai Jack, Jack gets into this, that's that, and the other. And I was the announcer for, you know, telling you what the next episode was going to be like. So uh, apparently, this guy named Larry Morris Mm -hmm. was a production assistant at the time. He's probably a CEO over there now. Mm. Um, Heard me doing these um, promos for Samurai Jack, and he ran to Matt Malero and Dave Willis, the co-creators of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Mm -hmm. He said, you got to hear this Kerry Means guy. He'd be perfect for the show y'all doing about these food products. So, which leads me back to the fax machine again. Mm -hmm. I'm in the break room, my day job, with the faxed copy of the Rabbit script, the very first episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many episodes you've seen of Aqua Teen, mm-hmm. or if you've seen it at all. Have you seen it? I, I don't think so, no. no. You haven't seen my show? Um, doing uh, an interview with me? Oh, Have oh, you yeah. done any research? Well, well, I, well I, I think I saw you, Michael Jackson. I think, sure you did Michael Jackson, right? That I saw. Michael I think, Jackson? Oh, did, didn't you say you did, did something some with, with, with Michael Jackson? I think. Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you did. Okay. Never met him. Okay. Oh, never met him. That wasn't me. You got me confused with somebody else. Okay. Well, no, okay, no, well, no. well, well, well I, 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 I think had a lot of guest stars on the show. Yeah. I don't believe Michael Jackson was one of them. Okay. But because so, um, I, I, I know I heard your voice on some cartoons. So, yeah. So, you know, then, well, yeah, so, yeah, you might've heard it on another show. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, I did, I did. I don't know if you can see behind me, this robot character back. Oh here. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Thundercleese from the Brack show. Oh, I did him. And I've also done a character by the name of Jonah Bishop, mm-hmm. who's on the end of the banner right here. Okay. In a show called Welcome to the Wayne. Oh, yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Wayne was on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. It's still airing somewhere in the world, just not here. Oh, uh, <laughs> well. We started, we started recording for Welcome to the Wayne after Aqua Teen Hunger Force got canceled in 2016. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so... Um, I'm reading for the script from the very first episode of Aqua Teen, and all I had to go on was a description of the character. Mm-hmm. Basically, the description of the character's personality. I really, I, 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 I believe I knew he was a box of fries, but I didn't know anything beyond that. I hadn't seen any pictures or illustrations oh. of him or anything like that. So my agent was like, he's, he's a straight man. He's the one who wants to solve the mystery. He wants to be the detective. <laughs> yeah. The other two are just idiots. Mm-hmm. So 
your mission should you choose to accept it mm-hmm. is to look up Aquatine Hunger Force and start watching it. Mm-hmm. Especially before you start talking to somebody who's in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Not to dog you out or nothing, but mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if he's seen my show. I was thinking about that uh, last night and this morning before we hooked up here. I was like, I'm going to ask him if he's seen the show because you're yeah. not the first person to interview me who probably hasn't seen the show. But mm-hmm. usually usually people who ask me to do these types of things are mm-hmm. huge fans and they've seen like every episode and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, so let me ask you a question, man. How long have you been doing these podcasts? Oh, I, I started on podcast in, in back in 2020 of June. I, I did an internship at, at Boston Neighborhood Never Being in Studios and I, and I loved it. So it was so I started doing camera behind the scenes, doing camera work, um, work on, on audio podcast, audio, microphone setup. It was wonderful. So I said, wow, if I can do this, I can be an actor. So, so I continued. I did my internship. I graduated. I was like, wow. So then I started my own podcast. And I've had a chance to interview stars like yourself. I interviewed um, Ashanti Moore, Nevia, um, Shandola Avery, and... Yeah, so it's been a blessing. I even, I, I, yeah, I even feel, I even interview Matthew knows Beyonce is spot. That was wonderful. Yeah, and so it's just, it's just been a blessing, you know, continuing blossom my show and hope I can maybe become an actor or a singer. Because you know, I also went to college. I watched the community college. Got my bachelor's, got my social degree in liberal arts, and I'm just going to get my bachelor's degree at Southern New Hampshire University. So, so I'm trying to, you know, to in media. So I'm trying to, you know, to branch out, you know, and. Just have have some kind of career in the in this business, so you know, because I love it so I'm passionate about it. So hopefully, it'll take me fine. So, and I'm like I said, I'm also I'm also a singer. I love I love to entertain people and just just have a voice, you know, help people, you know. So that's why I started. That's pretty cool, dude. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Liberal arts, liberal arts, liberal arts. Covers a lot of territory, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You know, and (laughs) and, I was I was a commercial art major. Oh, really? I had to know something about everything. Mm-hmm. I look at some of the other majors. You know, you look on the board, you see what a psych major has to go through. Yeah. See what a sociology major has to do, and a criminal justice major and all that. And I was like, psych major was like this. Mm-hmm. My major's like that. <laughs> and you got to carry that big art history book around with you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I try to watch my language. Well, that's fine, you know. But, but yeah. You know, it's going to be on the radio. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to get beyond PG thirteen with the <laughs> language, you know. You yeah. Like my cup. Oh yeah, awesome, yeah. Oh yeah, that's an awesome it's cup. Five o'clock somewhere. Oh yeah. Somebody, yeah. somebody sent me this mug. Oh really? The other side of it, uh, is from a well-known establishment. I'm going to cover the first letter. It rhymes with Lenny's mm-hmm. or Jenny's or Benny's. <laughs> okay. Don't say it. Okay, sorry. You don't want to get sued? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know what means this person went through to get this cup. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, he didn't work at the establishment. Mm-hmm. So maybe he smuggled <laughs> it out the door one day. Yeah. Maybe he uh, in cozy with the waitress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from a waitress. Yeah, that's my suspicion, Bob. <laughs> but um, speaking of things in restaurants, mm-hmm. have you seen these um, these little figures that they got at Hardy's and Carl's Jr.? I heard adult swim figurines. They look like this. This is the Frylock one. Oh, I've heard about something like that. Yeah. Based on my character. Oh. What I do is I sign them. Mm-hmm. So I put my little spin on them. When someone sends me one of these uh-huh. and asks me to sign it. Oh, wow. Cool. It comes back to them looking like this. Mm-hmm. I was at a con about a month ago mm-hmm. or a few weeks ago. And this kid with his dad comes up to my table and he gives me this. As a gift. Okay. So I just sat at the table and drew on it and put my signature on it in case somebody mm-hmm. wanted to wanted to get one. But yeah, mm-hmm. man. So mm-hmm. we started recording. Mm-hmm. But let me back up to my audition. Okay, cool. So I read the script for Rabbi. Mm-hmm. But it was on I was on a break room phone at my day job. Okay. Which was a market research firm. I was the guy who used to call your house in the nineties and go, What do you think of your cable provider? <laughs> what do you think in 10 years everyone will have a cell phone? Somewhat likely, very mm-hmm. likely, not at all likely. We had a cable survey that would take more than an hour mm-hmm. to do over the phone. Can you imagine yeah. sitting on the phone with somebody answering questions? That's all it was. Mm-hmm. It was a market research firm. So all we did was call and ask questions. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't solicit or sell anything. Okay. That's what I loved about it. And we got paid by the hour. So if you hung up on me all day, 
I still got paid the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like some of those other jobs where you got to work through commission. Mm-hmm. You don't get if you don't sell these appointments, you're not getting paid. Yeah, work j- jobs like that too. But uh-huh. anyway, so I read uh, I read the, the part for Frylock, and I was like, man, uh-huh. what is this? Thinking to myself, what is this crap? Mm-hmm. This box of French fries. I'm not gonna get this year. So come to find out, it came down to me and one other guy mm-hmm. who was, I guess he had a deep voice too or whatever. Yeah, and um, he was too boring, too droll, too dull. Oh really? They, they didn't like his read. Oh. So I ended up getting the gig, and uh, we started recording for that show 2000 2001, mm-hmm. and it went on for a decade and a half. Oh, uh, we we did the movie and. 2007. Well, wow. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Mm-hmm. The movie, colon, slash film for theaters. Um, in case you did not know this, there's a new movie coming out. Okay. We got a new movie coming out. We got new shorts coming out called Aqua Donk. Okay. And there's six minute shorts like the old Warner Brothers cartoons used to be. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going from 12 to six minutes, but it's not just going to be the main character. It's going to be some of the side villains and side characters are going to have their own little mm-hmm. episodes. Like the, there's one Dave Willis, the co-creator of the show, showed me where the, the frat aliens go to the liquor store and try to oh, cut wow. some booze. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So different yeah. characters will have little different episodes of their own. Mm-hmm. And plus the Aqua Teens will have, I think we recorded about four, four or five of them. Mm-hmm. So those will be coming out sometime this year. Oh, wow. They'll be coming out sometime this year. People ask me all the time, when's the movie coming out? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just a voice for hire. Yeah. It's like you would hire a, a gunfighter. <laughs> I'm, I'm a voice actor. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a gun for hire, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, the price is right, I'll do your thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but yeah, we, we went on from 2000, 2001 to 2016. Okay. Then we, then we officially got canceled. I remember I was doing a show. We were doing a con once. And it was like most of the cast was there and the guys who created the show were there all sitting on this one panel. And this kid stood up and said, how did you feel when you got canceled? <laughs> this was back when the show was still airing. I had no idea that there was any type of cancellation. So apparently we were unofficially canceled at one point. And I looked down at the creators. I was like, we was canceled when? Who was this? So, you know, I was always the last to know things. Yeah. Probably was the last to know we got canceled officially oh. in 2016. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cried, man. I was like, man, Frylock been paying my rent mm-hmm. for all these years. And now what I'm going to do? Now yeah. I got to get a real job. But yeah. I always had to get a regular job. Yeah. Even when I was doing the show, I always had to have a regular job because, first of all, George is a right to work state. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, let me give you an example of what the right to work okay. state is. Say I'm a roofer, mm-hmm. fix roofs. Yeah, you hire me to fix your roof. Mm-hmm. You have the option to take ninety days to pay me uh-huh. the job that I did. Mm-hmm. That's what the right to work state means. Okay. So there have been times where Adult Swim has taken up to ninety days to pay me. Oh wow! For an episode of Aquatine. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's happened. Even once I joined SAGs here, here recently, I see. Some of those checks don't come right away. Oh. Some of them take two weeks or longer. So, I don't you know, mm-hmm. I had to get a regular job. I was, you name it, I was pretty much doing it, mm. running around the streets of Atlanta, working as dishwasher in these dish pits. Yeah, which is a horrible job, by the way. You don't ever want to work uh, as a dishwasher in a restaurant. I think you. I mean, that's a, that's a, somewhere to start. Yeah, if if you want to move up, but mm-hmm. I never wanted to move up because so. I. Hated working in restaurants. I hear you. And I definitely hated working in the dish pit. Mm-hmm. But it paid the bills. I guess you I know should. what I'm saying? I got yeah. the hours. If I can get the hours I need and the mm-hmm. and the hourly wage that's decent. Mm-hmm. I worked there, man. I was I was a meat and seafood clerk at uh, Kroger. Oh, wow. For about three years, I was a produce clerk at Publix. Oh, wow. Almost three years. See? Yeah, I, quit, I quit those jobs and started washing dishes. Because yeah. neither establishment wanted to make me full time. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to hire me full time. So I was like, well, I guess I can make more money washing dishes. Mm-hmm. And so I started washing dishes around the city. I see. My wife won't let me do that type of work anymore. And yeah. I'm not mad about it either. <laughs> she, she has a job now. 
Okay. When we first got together, she didn't have no job. So it was oh. just me, me and her. And mm-hmm. that's where I had to do all the other little odd uh, jobs like dishwashing and yeah. stuff of that nature. But mm-hmm. now she works from home. Okay. She works from home. So if your computer crashes and you call the 800 number, you might mm-hmm. talk to her. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> she's basically IT mm-hmm. for this huge company. So she's mm-hmm. doing that and she loves it. She's been there. She's been there whew, about four years. Oh, wow. Going on five years. Yeah. So when the pandemic hit, it didn't affect her at all. Oh, did it? She works from home anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it affected me because all these yeah. cons started getting canceled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these conventions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Recently, uh, it just kind of started picking back up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I was supposed to do one in California in February, February 12th, called Jazelmon. Oh, wow. I think that's in Victorville, mm-hmm. California, wherever Victorville is. But they pushed that back to June 4th. Okay. So I'll be doing Jazelmon June 4th, mm-hmm. 2022. I got, I got one in February. It's the following weekend, I think the 17th, called. Mm-hmm. Kanuga. It's gonna be in Chattanooga. Okay. I'm doing that one with Dana Snyder, Master Shake's voice. Yeah. My traveling companion, Mr. Eddie Price. All right. Who is uh known as that 3D guy. Mm-hmm. I had to give him a shout out because he drives and I DJ. Okay. When we go to these shows. If you look I'll... him up on uh, Instagram, it'll it'll be the comic Jedi. I if sure you look will. him up on Facebook, it'll be that 3D guy, Eddie Price, that 3D guy. Okay. He's a great, he's a great 3D artist. Does a heck of a job. Even when he, even when he puts the artwork in the envelope to send mm-hmm. you, the envelope has artwork on it. So some people have framed their envelopes from him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he, he's a good friend of mine, and we travel together, and we do shows together, and we have fun together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he makes money. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes I make money. Sometimes not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a catch as catch can type. Thing. You know, you've been to cons, you know the deal. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is it you might come 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 out of Boston for a con or is that where you live? Yeah, yeah. I'm in Boston right now. Yeah, watch buddy. Y'all on Pacific time? Pacific time. Oh. Yeah. For some reason I thought you I thought you thought I was on Pacific I, time or something. Yeah, I yeah, I thought you I, I thought you I thought you, you thought I was in LA? Yeah, LA, yeah. Oh no. Uh, That's the cup. That's Master Shake. Okay. Hey, I, Snyder. Uh, Peter Snyder lives in L.A. That's Mr. Mm-hmm. Hollywood. Yeah. He's been living in L.A. Whew, quite a while now. Oh, he always yeah. phone patches his part in, mm-hmm. like Master Shake lines. Me, I usually do mine here in Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's where the Cartoon Network Adult Swim headquarters mm-hmm. is. But we usually go to a different studio. Um, no, we use different studios around the city. Mm-hmm. To record it. Sometimes I can record from from here, from my house. Oh, like, yeah. this booth right here is my bedroom closet. That's wonderful. <laughs> so you know, huh. yeah. this is my this is the Fry Lab, the recording booth oh. where I do the auditions and stuff like that. Well, that's good because that's why I record to my my my, my bedroom too. You know, so yep. So for now, yeah, some people have it set up in their bathrooms, which I yeah I don't understand. Wouldn't there be a massive reverb echo? Oh yeah, acoustically <laughs> that'd be bad. Yeah, recording a barrel for when we surround like we do. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I just imagine somebody got to come in and use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're in there recording something, you know. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Wait, baby, I'm almost done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. You got any other questions for me, sir? Oh yeah, I got a few. I got a few. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so what? So what inspires you to do what you do? What gives you Inspiration and create and create creativity. Where, where does that come from? What inspires me to do what I do? Yes, that's a good question. Well, yeah, I well, love do. I love doing it. Okay, it's not really work when you oh. love what you do. Mm-hmm. It's an old saying, but it's true for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the toughest job I ever want to have. Yeah, put it to you that way. It's the toughest job I ever want to have. I don't want to. I don't want a job any tougher than this. Okay. And uh, hopefully with this, with the new movie coming out mm-hmm. and the new shorts coming out, by the way, um, you can catch 
the show on HBO Max. I don't know if you have HBO Max at home. I do. I, I do. I'll make sure I catch this. I promise you. Yeah, I got it. But uh, I think they got some on Hulu as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Amazon Prime. I'm not sure. So these streaming services. Mm-hmm. But HBO Max is the main one. All right. That's really what brought us back for the movie and the show. Mm-hmm. The movie and the uh, Aquadunk shorts. HBO Max, I guess they reached out to Adult Swim and they came mm-hmm. to an agreement, a partnership. At first I was thinking, did Adult Swim sell Aqua Teen to HBO Max? <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't sell it. Uh, they didn't sell it. They Adult Swim still owns the rights to the show and the characters. Yeah. And um, I know you've seen these Funko Pops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come out, right? Yeah. They have, um, they have one for a buddy of mine. You might know him. George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost. I think he's Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. He's got a Funko Pop, a Space Ghost. Awesome. Funko Pop. They've got one uh, based on that Mantis character, Zorak. Zorak. He used to be on Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, and the Brack Show. Uh-huh. That's my late great friend, Clay Croker. Mm-hmm. Who, there's two characters in Aqua Teen he used to play. In every intro, Dr. Weird and Steve. Mm-hmm. That was his voice. He... He actually was a hell of an artist too. He died in 2016. Oh my goodness. He was a hell of an artist too. He mm-hmm. he designed my character, Frylock, mm-hmm. and Meatwad, the meatball oh character. My. He designed those characters. And uh he was a good friend of mine. Uh-huh. And his passing was pretty sad, pretty sudden too. Mm-hmm. Unexpected. But um yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh lost my train of thought. I was on I was on the track and my brain jumped the track. Oh, that happens, you know. I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> but as far as what inspires me, mm-hmm. like I said before, it's just something I've always... I grew up on those Bugs Bunny cartoons, man. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers, Looney Tunes. <laughs> then I found out that one guy mm-hmm. was doing all these voices, Mel Blanc. Oh. And he didn't get the job right away. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you know the history of of his life, but... Wow. He was knocking on the Warner Brothers door for like almost three years. Oh, wow. He kept the door. He just, he just kept slamming the door in his face. Wow. You guys need any voice talent? No, slam. Need any voice talent? No, slam. Finally, the guy who kept slamming the door in his face finally died. Okay. And then his dude took his place. Said, come on in, kid. Let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they talked in the 30s, but it's probably was something like that. Mm-hmm. Come on in, son. Let's see what you got. You got Mox. You got style. You got chutzpah. <laughs> We're going to record your voice. So. And mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny was not the first character that Mel Blanc did. The first character he did, well, the first thing he ever did for them was a, like a drunken Toreador mm-hmm. or a drunken bull or something like that. But the first character he did that we all still know and love is Porky Pig. Oh, yeah. That's all, folks. That was the first one he ever did. And mm-hmm. he actually literally went to a pig farm and rolled around in the mud with the pigs oh. to get the vocalization. I guess he found a stuttering pig. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's what <laughs> that's how Porky got born. Wow. Then when they finally came up with Bugs, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. I'm I'm pretty sure he wasn't the first guy to voice Bugs Bunny either. Because, <laughs> mm. excuse me, because if you look at some of the old old shorts, you can tell that's not his voice. Yeah. Some of the older ones where Bugs mm-hmm. where Elmer's fat or it's egghead and not Elmer. Egghead <laughs> eventually becomes Elmer. Yeah. And then Elmer starts off fat, then he loses some weight, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, man, that, that, that was one of my idols growing up. That's wonderful. And I was like, man, if this, if this guy could do that, mm-hmm. I, mean, I can do that too. Yeah. So, and when my voice finally changed, you hear all these people going, man, you got mm-hmm. a great voice. Man, you got a great voice. I said, hey, maybe I do. Mm-hmm. Got a great voice. So, maybe I will try this voiceover thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, even when I was doing plays here, man, I did a, a musical version of South Pacific mm-hmm. with Robert Goulet and Paige O'Hara. Paige O'Hara was the uh, voice of um, Belle mm-hmm. in Beauty and the Beast, the 97 oh, yeah. Disney cartoon. Yeah, She was I'm... Belle, the original Belle. Mm-hmm. She was quite taken with my voice. She told me to send her a, a demo. Oh, really? At the time, all I had was a cassette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very bad. Oh. First demo I ever made. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. I knew it was stunk, but I sent it anyway. Mm-hmm. I never heard nothing back, but that didn't stop me. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That didn't stop me. It's just like like with anything, man. You got to keep plugging until something hits. Exactly. My wife has started to uh, 
has signed up with the people store with me now. Okay. She gets she gets more auditions sent to her than I get. Oh wow. Uh, that's probably because she's not in SAG. She's not union. Oh. But she's get she gets these auditions and she's she gets discouraged mm-hmm. that she hasn't got any professional gigs yet. And I'm like, it'll come, baby. It'll come because she, she she sounds good. She's got a good demo, mm-hmm. and a good voice. If she didn't, I'd have told her. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd have told her gently, mm-hmm. you know, lovingly. Look, baby, you ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? I would have, I would have told her. She ain't got it. She ain't got it. Just like anything else, rapping, acting. Yeah. If you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Try something else. Mm-hmm. But everybody has some type of talent. Oh yeah. You know? I'll do that. You just gotta tap into it and mm-hmm. and develop it and nurture it and bring it forth. And yeah, man, that's that's what motivates me, man. I love doing the thing. I love getting into the booth. Get behind that microphone, and that—that's the difference between. That's the difference between doing live mm-hmm. acting, like on film, mm-hmm. emoting with your face. But if you're doing voiceover, you got to emote with nothing but yeah. your voice. Mm-hmm. You got to make them feel a joke. You got to make them feel a tear. Mm-hmm. You got to make them feel the emotion, anger, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. You got to convey that through only your voice, mm-hmm. and so. I like to think I've been able to do that for the most part. You know? Well, I definitely, that's wonderful, you know, because like I said, I mean, because that's true. In order to be somebody, you got to start somewhere, right? Whether it's school, you know, college, you know, you got to start somewhere and nurture your talent, treasure it, love it, and bring it forth, you know. Don't let nobody stop you. I couldn't that's say right. that. Oh, yeah. That's why I, I had to, I'm, I'm a spinner. I'm trying to get my bachelor's so I can make some more money and get ahead like you, you know. It's all about education and well, I don't know if I'm ahead. <laughs> I might be in the race, but I might be way back in the back of the line. Uh-huh. But, but I'm still in the race. You are. You know? <laughs> college? You have a bachelor's degree? Yeah, I finished college. I got a BS in fine arts. Oh, that's wonderful. Because yeah. that, that means you are ahead. Because you're, you're ahead of me now. So I'm trying to get my bachelor's Yeah, I graduated. That's good. I got my diploma. Yeah. Somewhere. I might have lost it. <laughs> all, the, all the moves I made since coming here. Mm-hmm. I was actually talked into moving to Atlanta by a good friend of mine. Oh. Mr. Brett Maxwell. He's still here with his family, too. Mm-hmm. Well, he talked me into it. He was like, man, you got to get down here to Atlanta, man. It's great. They got all this theater stuff that you like to do. and Got all this kind of stuff. And that was, Atlanta was on and popping in the 90s, you know. Mm-hmm. So they call it the Black Mecca. Then all these black folks moving to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, well, be sitting around in St. Louis waiting on something to happen. Mm-hmm. So I packed my bags and left St. Louis. Uh, came down here and been here ever since. Well, I hear you. See, that's, that's how you do it. See, you just follow your heart, you know, and hopefully things will come to you. Now. That's how, you know, that's yeah. how, yeah, I hear well, you. Well, it's, it's like try to do the right thing. Yeah. Try to treat people like you want to be treated. It sounds corny. But my mother used to tell me that, literally. She used to tell mm-hmm. me, son, treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. It'll be all right in this life, you know. I tried to. Mm-hmm. I try to do that. Uh, that's I want to be treated really nice. Yeah, you know, so I try to treat people like I want to be treated. Absolutely really nice. And yeah. uh, well, that's one of them. My mom was the same way. She said, "I would treat people how you want to treat you, and that's how I do." You know, so I try and give us give us same respect like I give you. You know, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, and if you if you do hear of anything, Boston way, mm-hmm. send me a link. Oh, you bet. You bet. Send me a link if you do hear anything about any cons. Mm-hmm. Or anything of that nature. You better you know, <clears throat> since you're not that familiar with my show, you might not know about the Boston incident uh-huh. back in 2007. Mm-hmm. Did you hear? You probably were in the city and probably oh, yeah. heard something about it on the news. I- I'm sorry. Thought it was a bomb scare. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was these little light bright things yeah. that they put on the overpasses of the highway. It was the Moonanites mm-hmm. flipping off traffic, the little t- <laughs> pixelated characters from Aqua Team. Yeah. And, um, Somebody saw it somewhere and was like, oh, my God, it's a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, this is 2006 or seven, mm-hmm. So, you know, people still got 9-11 fresh in their minds. So mm-hmm. they called 911. Call Homeland Security. Call the bomb squad. Tell them to come down here and defuse this bomb. Of course, when the bomb squad got there, they was all over CNN and everything. They shut down mm-hmm. the whole city. And um, when the bomb squad got there, they were like, it's clearly a toy. Uh-huh. We, we got to blow it up anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they, that's what they did. And we actually made us an episode called the Boston episode, making fun of 
that whole scenario. Yeah. So those women ended up paying your city about two point some odd million dollars mm-hmm. as a result of that marketing faux pas. Mm-hmm. So I say P.T. Barnum is quoted as saying, no publicity is bad publicity. I say B.S. P.T. Barnum, B.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that was bad publicity. We 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 didn't come out too good on that one. And uh not only that, but just they paid y'all two point some odd million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> that's some good money. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, like they could have gave the cast a raise mm-hmm. with some of that money. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And then we end up getting killed at the box office by Disturbia. Mm. Oh, yeah. Booth. Tyler Booth did that movie that the remake of Rear Window or whatever it was. Yeah, just a little bit. Came out the same time ours came out. Mm-hmm. Ours was a limited release, though. Maybe maybe in a handful of theaters across the nation. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too many people saw it. Oh. And to be honest with you, the new movie is going to be 10, 20, 100 times funnier. I can't wait to see it. I don't know if you saw the original Aqua Team movie. You're not that familiar with the show. So you oh. might want to watch the first movie I before you see that, the new movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's called Aqua Teen Hunger Force, colon, slash, film for theaters. Mm-hmm. You can download it probably or find a DVD copy of it. Oh, yeah, you yeah, Amazon or mm-hmm. Wish or, or some such thing. Oh, yeah, YouTube, you know. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely yeah, Oh, yeah, there's copies of it floating around everywhere. Oh, yeah. That was 2007, so okay. it's a pretty old movie. But this one, this new one is going to be way funnier because uh, it's heavily Frylock-driven. Mm-hmm. My characters got a lot to do and a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's gonna be fun. You, I promise you, I will. I'll watch it tonight. I promise. Yeah, you can. You can catch episodes on YouTube. Oh yeah, you can catch episodes of the show on YouTube. You can mm-hmm. catch. You can catch pretty much almost anything Aquatine on YouTube. Oh yeah, absolutely. You sure can. Yeah, anything's on. Everything's on YouTube now, so that's no problem. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So any what, other questions you got? Oh yeah, I got. I got. I got a couple questions. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so. So what is it like to be famous? I mean, to be famous, I mean, because you, I mean, to, you know, have the fame, you know, what's it like, you know, is all can be? What is it like to be famous? This, yeah. this is what I tell people. Mm-hmm. Frylock's famous, the character that I do. Uh-huh. I'm infamous. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm infamous, just as Atlanta PD. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I, I don't consider myself really famous. Oh, you don't? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Now when you look at now when you look at what they call A listers and mm-hmm. B listers and C listers, I'm more of a Z lister. I'm more towards the bottom of the rung uh-huh. of the ladder, you know what I'm saying? Um there are certain celebrities that I've met mm-hmm. that love my show. Oh right. love my character. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. You know, I I kind of suspect that certain people watch my show, mm-hmm. but I didn't know for sure. Until I met a couple of people, a couple of these conventions that I've been doing. It's like, oh, yeah, I love that show, man. I was like, okay, cool. You hired me? <laughs> so, you know, like Weird Al Yankovic, he heard of he heard uh-huh. of the show. He heard of Frylock. I took a selfie with him when I was at the show in Denver. Um, what's his name? The guy who does, uh, he does a Red Skull now in the Marvel mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Not Not the one in The Matrix, not him. He quit after the first oh. Captain America. He's the guy that took over for him. I can't remember his name right now. Ross Marquand, I think that's his name. Okay. Yeah, Ross Marquand. He uh now he's famous. Mm-hmm. Ross Marquand is famous. Okay. Carrie Means is not as much so. Mm-hmm. But he's a huge fan of Aquatine. Okay. And uh we had, I met him at a Crypticon in Minnesota a few oh, months what? back. Mm-hmm. And we exchanged pictures and we took selfies and we chat a little video. Mm-hmm. I love it when I meet people like that who are higher up on that ladder yeah so to speak to me but are still cool mm-hmm. enough to be a fan of my show uh okay. the girl from uh cobra kai nicole brown mm-hmm. um with the glasses the sister with the glasses on there she's a fan okay. she fangirled out on me i was at a, <laughs> i was at a show in uh tennessee this little i guess it was like a used to be a mall or something mm-hmm. you know the, the venues that people come up with are very interesting and um she fangirl out of me. It's like, oh, somebody came up to my table. It's like, Nicole Brown wants to meet you so bad, bro. She loves your show and she loves you. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I haven't really been keeping up with her show that much. 
Uh-huh. Cobra Kai. I don't know if you watched it or not. I think I saw her, I saw her like first and second seasons when she was mm-hmm. really prevalent because she was yeah. the girl who got bullied and then she got tough, started kicking butt. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. So it's, it's it's always refreshing to me to find that people who are among the upper echelon of the industry mm-hmm. are fans of a little rinky dink show like Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh-huh. and fans of Frylock. So mm-hmm. as long as there's breath in my body, I'm gonna keep doing it. Absolutely. Somebody asked me, how long are you going to be doing commissions? I was like, until I can't do them no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Good Lord willing, the creek don't rise. I'll keep doing it till I die. Yeah. Not even with voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Morgan Freeman is 95, 96 years old, something like that. He so still does that. tons of voiceovers. Yeah. Because, you know, it's that Morgan Freeman voice. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are your aspirations and goals? And what do you okay, well, aspire to be? Well, Dressed I, like a big time executive yeah, producer. Yeah, well, I, I always make sure I dress and do interviews so I look, uh, I look professional. And basically you do? My, yeah. So basically my, my aspiration is to be, maybe be a, be a producer, um, actor. People, say, people always say, I look like Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, so. <laughs> so. Oh, you look like P. Diddy? Yeah. That's, that's what they tell you. Yeah. And so I try and... So I'm trying to, you know, I've written some songs, some, you know, I've, I like to act. I, I was in a movie, I was in a movie when I was young called What's What's That Captain Martin Lawrence and I'm picking up the room with Kevin James as actual work. I'm a Boston casting, so oh. I, I inspired to be an actor, uh, hopefully be, have my own podcast called Syndicated, maybe, maybe be a singer. So much I want to do in my life, you know, you know, so much I'm doing now. I also want to travel and see the world, you know, finish college. Right. Yeah. So some right man well i wish mm-hmm. you the best of luck thank you, thank you. But, so and i think i'm doing good so far because i'm signing to get up there you know so i'm getting youtube so. oh you're doing good yeah you're doing good yeah 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 so. you were, i mean when you contacted me a, a whole bunch of people contacted me about mm-hmm. doing this type of stuff mm-hmm. okay thank you i appreciate that, that, that that's a blessing because i do i think yeah i appreciate you man because mm-hmm. i didn't expect to hear from like I said, when you contact me, a whole bunch of other people contacted me too about mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, I didn't hear nothing back from them. Mm-hmm. You're about the only one out of like maybe six people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I get them all the time. You either follow through or you don't. Mm-hmm. That's like what I tell people when I do these uh, conventions. I say, like, I have an appearance fee. Mm-hmm. And then I want per diem, which is spending money per day. Mm-hmm. And of course, hotel accommodations. And maybe even gas money for my buddy Eddie if he drives or flight mm-hmm. for me if he doesn't. And I'm pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we can either get with that or don't book me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I love doing conventions and shows and stuff mm-hmm. because I love meeting the fans in person. Mm-hmm. So that's fun for me. Well, that's a, well, that's a blessing because I love having you on my show, you know, because like, you know, I'm trying to – you know, promote more gear for myself, you know, and that's what about, you know, so, you know, trying try to help, trying to help, to help, help each other, you know, yeah. So what's that, so what, what's that to do when you're not working? What, what do you like, like to, to do for fun and travel when you're not working? Oh, man. You know? I'm always working, that's the thing. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> notification? Notification, man? Huh? I play PS4. Oh. <laughs> video games sometimes. Yeah. Like, um, video games and mm-hmm. watch movies. Uh-huh. Now, that, now that a lot of these movies are coming out streaming, mm-hmm. now like when the Matrix movie came out on HBO Max, I still need to finish watching that. Uh-huh. But I'm mostly trying to catch up on my commissions. Oh, the commission pieces that I draw for people. Yeah, I'm way behind on those because mm-hmm. I, I was actually really sick a few weeks back, oh, really? and I was at a con. And I was sick as a dog. I was at a uh, this con up near Boston. Oh, really? Me and my buddy Eddie traveled up there. Mm-hmm. And I might have had the COVID, man. I'm pretty sure I probably did. Uh-huh. But I tried to keep my distance. I didn't even go out and party uh, Saturday night with mm-hmm. the crew. I stayed in the hotel room. I said, bring me some um, cough medicine. Bring me some mm-hmm. Theraflu or something and a sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I took the medicine. Didn't eat the sandwich. That's how sick I was. I knew I was sick. I didn't eat the damn yeah. sandwich. I know what but, you mean. Um, mm-hmm. But me and my wife have been... Three times vaccinated. We got mm-hmm. the two shots and the booster. Okay. A couple of weeks ago, we got the booster. So we're trying to keep it down. Mm-hmm. 
my father-in-law, her father, he was supposed to go into the VA to have a procedure done on oh. his heart, you know, get a heart valve replaced or something. Mm-hmm. And he tested positive for COVID. So oh. had to push that back mm-hmm. to February, I think now. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what made me and my wife go into quarantine because we're always around him. Mm-hmm. You know, we go shoot pool with him twice a week. We go grocery shopping with him. Mm-hmm. You know, we're breathing the same air in the same car. So yeah. we figured we quarantine, especially before I went to this last show that I went to with, with Dana Snyder and myself and George Lowe. Mm-hmm. They had all three of us at the show in uh, Central Florida, Central Florida Comic Con a couple of oh, weeks wow. ago. That was fun. That's some warm down there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah. It was actually really cool. It was really cold. Oh, really? Florida. Yeah, you remember a couple of weeks ago when they were talking, y'all had some snowstorms and stuff up that way? Yeah. Y'all still having them, ain't you? Yeah. Boston. Yeah, that's fine. A couple of weeks ago, though, they was getting them it was getting them all over the country. Wow. Getting them in Atlanta. And uh, we didn't get any snow in Florida, but we got some rain. Okay. While we were there at the show. Mm-hmm. And my buddy Eddie Price was with me. Mm-hmm. So we had a blast there, man. It was about two weeks ago. It was fun. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the next convention I do, mm-hmm. which like I said is Conuga. It'll be in Chattanooga. Um, I think the seventh weekend of the 17th of February. Okay. So plugging again. Absolutely. Oh, plugging. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I mean, I, I watch I watch out in Florida California right now because I hate the cold weather. So that's why I'm trying, you know, to, to finish college, get, you know, get out there because I can't do this cold weather. So if I can get a maybe move California and Florida, I'll be happy because I hate the snow. So that's why you hate I the snow. Yeah, that's why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm, gonna, I'm not too fond of it either. Yeah. You know, and I was born in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm from St. Louis. So mm-hmm. I know how those winters are. Yeah. In a city like St. Louis. So mm-hmm. I'm not too mad about Georgia. I mean, it can get cold here. Mm-hmm. Like right now, it's like averaging, it's in the 50s today, which is actually pretty warm since it's winter. But we've been getting like 20s and 30s at night. Yeah. 30 degree weather and stuff like that. That's cold enough. Yeah. For me. Where you at, it's probably minus something. Oh, yeah. And I can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that yeah. minus below. Yeah. Ice and snow. Yeah. That's what I don't miss about St. Louis. I do miss my family. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews and cousins that still mm-hmm. live there. Okay. So, you know, I go back to visit, but I don't want to be like living there no more. No. I hear you. <laughs> well, I don't even want to live in Boston. I want to try, like I said, you know, I'm trying to get out of Boston. So, you know, yeah, yeah trust me, you don't. I feel you. Yeah. 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 So, so that's why uh, this I is. I know good. we're right, right after that, um, right after that um, advertising faux pas, that marketing display that mm-hmm. I was telling you about. Yeah, my agent tells me something about a con in Boston. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Con in Boston? What are they trying to set me up for a lynching? <laughs> trying to get me? Yeah, they can't be too happy with me right now in Boston mm-hmm. after all that." So I'm like, "You got to be lying. You got to be BSing me." Mm-hmm. That never happened though. It never oh. happened. I think I think somebody might have been pulling her, okay, her agent leg or something, telling mm-hmm. her that they wanted me to con in Boston. But I go to Boston now. Mm-hmm. I don't think they y'all too mad at me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't my fault. It wasn't <laughs> oh, yeah. my fault. I wasn't the marketing director who came up with this great idea to mm-hmm. hire these two guys to I don't know if you saw the press conference they did. They were supposed to be answering questions about why they did what they did. Yeah. All they did was talk about hair care products. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one of them had dreads or, or they both had dreads or something like that. Yeah. It was really weird. It was really surreal. But yeah. you know, everybody ain't the same. Everybody definitely ain't raised the same. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm thankful for the way I was raised. I was raised by a mommy and a daddy. Oh, really? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In a house. Not the projects. In a house. Yeah. With six other siblings. So there were seven of us growing up in one house. Okay. That was fun. That was really fun, especially when my father came home drunk. He was a, a Marine. You know, being raised by a Marine, the only thing wilder than being raised by a Marine mm-hmm. was being raised by a Marine's wife which was my mother. So she kept him in line. So you can imagine how tough she was. Okay. Maybe not even five feet two. Maybe not even that tall, my mom. <laughs> but she kept him in check. Yeah. Well, but that's another story. <laughs> Real quick, maybe one more question and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, well, okay one more question. Okay, um, let's see. Um, would you ever? Okay, my question is: is um, 
if you want um if, if you went into acting or uh, what, what would you probably be doing if you if, if you went into acting what would you probably probably be, be, be doing? I'd probably be more focused on um my artwork okay painting and drawing and maybe even sculpture mm-hmm. i was pretty good sculpture student when i went to college mm-hmm. i was so good that i had half my sculpture stolen from me before okay. my senior art exhibit mm-hmm. yeah somebody broke into the to the um the room where the kiln and all that stuff is where you did the sculpture and okay. stole my work. Oh, really? Oh, so I couldn't even, I could only put up like, you know, you're supposed to put up two pieces of everything. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to at least have two pieces on your senior art exhibit. Mm-hmm. And I barely had enough to put up there. Uh-huh. My senior art exhibit, man, because that sculpture was fun to me, mm-hmm. especially when they had us do our own face. Yeah. You know, the problem was when they did, when I, when I did my face, mm-hmm. They put the cotton balls up your up your nose, and they put the straws oh. up your nose so you can breathe. One yeah. of my straws got jammed, so I'm kind of making a face like this, kind of oh. making this weird face. Mm-hmm. And I made my myself into a pharaoh because I'm part of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And that's one of our symbols. Mm-hmm. It's a pharaoh, mm. so I made myself into a pharaoh. But I got this weird look on my face, you know. Oh. But <clears throat> I kept that sculpture till I came oh, to that- Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I lost it when I was supposed to be moving back home, but that's another story. You don't want to hear all yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would probably be more focused on my artwork. Well, that's one of them, because um, I see you're very talented, you know, I mean, your artist. Yeah, and like, um, oh. I had an idea for a couple of comic book titles that I was going to do on my own, and mm-hmm. that kind of fell through. Wow. Marvel told me no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I sent Marvel a poster board, you know, they say send poster board, <laughs> yeah. black and white, mm-hmm. of, of something, and we'll decide. So I sent them a poster board of Spider-Man and Venom. Yeah. They sent me a nice rejection letter. So no. I sent them two more poster boards. Okay. <laughs> X-Men and the Avengers. <clears throat> Didn't get a letter back after that. But okay. Hmm. You know, yeah, I would be more focused on my artwork if I well, was into acting and VO stuff. But well, I, I am. <laughs> I am. And I'm I'm still focused on my artwork because like I said, I got a lot of commissions I need to catch up on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station.